Welcome to Rock Writes, where writers rock. If you haven't listened before, I'm Katrina, one of your hosts. And I'm Sheila, the other part of this duo. We're back after something of sabbatical. I'm sure you all know how it is. Crazy summer. Jobs, kids, etc., etc., etc. But we're back and better than ever, at least as the story we're sticking with. So just as a refresher, Rock Writes is all about featuring authors writing and living in the Rochester, New York area. For this week's episode, we are featuring an up-and-coming author with some serious writing cred. So without any further ado, we'd like to welcome Leslie C. Youngblood to the show. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Hi. Hello. Hello. Leslie is an award-winning writer who was born and raised right here in Rochester. Her upcoming debut novel is being published by Disney Hyperion, which is totally cool. I love Disney. And due to debut November 6th, <laughs> you must be really excited. I am over the moon. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about um, Love Like Sky? Well, and just one thing, I wasn't actually born in Rochester. I was born in a little town called Bogalusa, Louisiana. So, oh, okay. But I was raised here, so I, I was raised here since I was uh, about six. But I also like to claim my hometown in Louisiana. So, okay. hey, Bogalusa, <laughs> if you're listening. Okay, awesome. Uh, a little yeah. bit about Love Like Sky. It is the story of two little girls, and their parents are divorced, and, and the parents have remarried. The mom remarried, and the dad remarried, and the little girls, G Baby and Peaches, are just trying to figure out their life in a new blended family with okay. their mom and the stepdad, and a little and a stepsister who's 15 who wants absolutely nothing nothing to do with them. So they're just trying to make that adjustment. That sounds really cool. And how did how are you kind of inspired by that to write it? Well, out? you know, actually, I grew up in a blended family, but I, I think the inspiration, I, the the characters have been with me for a while. And um, actually, during my MFA thesis, I had a character uh, called G Baby, which is also the nickname for my character Georgie. And the character just has the character has been around for. Uh, several years and one day honestly it just came to me where the this character said hey make me the the lead character and and I did it and and it and it just happened like that where I wanted to talk about siblings and this character just said make me give me my own story instead of putting me as a secondary character make me the lead character and I listened to that instinct Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the characters talk to you. I under, totally understand that. <laughs> Most important thing you've learned during the publishing process? Well, during the publishing process, I've really learned to, one, um, trust my editor. You, um, you, you just have to have a, a trust that your editor is definitely looking out for your best interest. Also, to, to trust my, my instincts as well, because there are some things that my editors suggested that I I pushed back on. So you have to find that balance. And, you know, before publishing, you really didn't have that, especially if you're if you're paying your editor or someone just to look over your work. You don't really have that dynamic like you do when you're working with an editor that has acquired your novel. So you you may be a little bit more reluctant to say, hey, I don't agree with this. But at the end of the day, you have to remember that it's your work, it's your name on, on the novel, and these are your characters. And most of the time, if your editor, uh, you know, if your editor values your opinion, you can work something out. So just to, to trust myself and not be afraid to, to speak up to my editor. 
Great. That's an awesome lesson. Yeah, good advice. Do you write what you want, or is there some element where you feel that you're trying to appeal to, like, a more mainstream audience? I can honestly say I I write what I want. I mean, it's not to write to the market. It's probably easier said than done because people, you know, everyone wants their novel to succeed. Let's just be honest. No one spends years to say, oh, well, I don't care what happens to my novel. I do want it to succeed. But here's the thing. The fact that everything that's in my novel is honestly what's happening in the communities around me, especially with African-American families. So I didn't I didn't have to to manipulate my story to fit anything. You know, um, the only way I think I would have done that if if all of a sudden, you know, a a dragon comes out of G baby's closet or something, which is totally, (laughs) you know, not in line with Right. <laughs> not in line with my story. I'm not gonna make her, you know, give her some magical powers just to compete in a fantasy world or anything. Um, so, so I, I stay true to the story, and I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's very relevant what you're writing. So, yeah, I can right. see what you're saying. Um, so as an I, as an editor, and I know that you know it's a pretty grueling process. Um, to go through a story and um, edit out stuff. So, can you? Do you have anything that you had to edit out of this book that was hard, or you just had to let go of something that didn't work? Hmm. You know, that's a, that's a great question. I did not have to edit out anything that I wanted to keep in. You know, and this is what I spoke to earlier as far as not being afraid to say, hey, I, I think this is what I need in this story. And, right. and, and just to approach your editor with that. Like I, I knew that there were some, there's some important things that I like to convey in on all stories and to certain degrees, like things what things that are going on in the community. Like I, it was important to me um, to, to touch on police brutality but I right. had to, it had to fit naturally in the story. Could, I just couldn't just mm-hmm. interject it. But I guess the the thing I, I didn't have to edit anything out, and that surprised me. And I learned that lesson to just try. But maybe cutting down a scene or two, mm-hmm. um, scene right. that ran too long, because I just started having fun with it. But yeah, <laughs> a little <laughs> self indulgent there. So um, I had to cut things back. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, How- I understand that. How long did it take you to write the book from start to finish? From start to finish, I probably, uh, I'm thinking about a year uh, to actually write it because it it, it varies because I was working on other projects as well. Mm -hmm. So I would work on, I had a a commercial novel that's still in, in revision stages. And so I would, I didn't work on it straight through. Um, Only after I landed the the agent and and then landed the deal with Disney have I just worked on one project. I'm always working on two or three things. So, you know, if I was to take the other time, the time out that I spent on other novels, I think maybe just a solid year of working on that it took to write it. That's not bad, though. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, maybe maybe a little less, honestly. I mean, like I said, the characters were not new to me. Right. They were characters that had been around. The story was new, but I was familiar with the characters and even the little sister. So it worked yeah. out. Um, so what was the hardest thing about writing your story? 
Well, you know, I'm telling you this, this is, this may sound cliche, but I love the story so much and I love writing so much. It's hard for me to say what was hard in, in the novel, everything just fit. But personally, um, just, you know, the, the, the sibling bond, um, you know, I've, I've had a a tragedy where I've lost a a sibling. So Mm -hmm. just, just dealing with that sibling bond, which is my personal, uh, right you know, a personal story, but since the story dealt with, you know, two sisters, even though I, I, I lost a brother, it's still that love. And, and I think it, it, it was maybe hard and emotional, but also I think it fueled the story to some degree. Um, so it, 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 it kind of, it kind of worked together. Um, you know, right. the grief that I was experiencing in writing the story. So, you know, I, I don't know how to put that Exactly. So I, I think the story was not hard to write, but maybe the emotion right. that it conjured. It was emotional. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So yeah. So you talk about your relationships with your sister as maybe being um, helping shape the story. Are there any other personal experiences that you feel shaped the story that were important? Well, you know, I'm I'm a family oriented person. I love I love family. I love friends. So, and Love Like Sky has a lot of that. Um, so, I think as a writer, everything I do, every, every everything that I experience somehow helps me write. So, I, I can't, you know, outside of my siblings, outside of my family, and all of the the love that I have for them and that I that I put into Love Like Sky, I mean, I think that they all helped me write it to certain mm-hmm. degrees. So, um, and I, I really believe in that. I really believe, and I think as a, a person, I'm, I'm, I'm a very emotional person uh-huh. and I'm, and I'm happy for that yeah. because I think it, com- it helps me write. It comes mm-hmm. through and I'm not afraid to show that emotion and make myself feel these emotions, which it just comes naturally when you, when you're writing for right. me anyway. Yeah. Um, so how do you hope your book will impact your readers? Wow. I just, you know, I want them to just one, enjoy the story, enjoy the characters, even though it it sounds like this, the story may be quote unquote heavy. There's so much fun. There's so much uh, love and, and light in the story. I mean, these girls just not only love each other, but they love their parents, their parents love them. And they have these fantastic friends that they are, you know, connected to. So it deals, even though, you know, it deals with divorce, it deals with bullying, it deals with, um, you know, self-expression. But these are girls and they're having fun. And I just want my readers to to dive into the story and, and, and to just experience the world that they live in. Right. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of people could relate. Yes, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. that's that's my goal yeah that's what I hope <laughs> so what's next so after, once this one's published and done do you have any other books lined up or any other opportunities coming up well I was fortunate to have a two book deal with Disney Hyperion so believe it or not with all the marketing that I'm doing and and things of that nature I'm working on book two Oh, wow. um, and it's always awesome. challenging to 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 be contacted, and and it's it's, it's I'm not complaining, <laughs> so there's <laughs> nothing to complain.
complain about is actually it's, it's definitely a dream to to have the first book ever that I know guaranteed has a home yeah. without you know shopping it around for an uh, agent and such. But you know therein lies some 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 issues as well because you are focused on on book one. Book one isn't out yet, and and I'm a human being. I'm concerned about how it's going to do, what's right. going to happen. Um, is it getting the proper marketing? Am I doing the best that I can? But meanwhile, I have to keep a schedule to work on book two because it's due. Right. Um, and I don't and I can't I don't want anything to be stale or not organic. So it's it's a balancing act. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think you're doing good at the marketing. I see you doing stuff all the time, so it's awesome. <laughs> well, you know what? Think about this. Every time that you see me doing stuff marketing I'm not writing. Right, so I know. There, yeah. <laughs> there are the balance <laughs> that you have to. So I'm up at five. I, I do Ooh. take this five o'clock oh. uh, writing. A five, I think it's the 5 a.m. Writers Club that, uh, you know, we have on Twitter. You know, only thing you have to do to belong is just use the hashtag. But it gives me, you know, I wake up and I do that and I write for maybe an hour. But then I find myself tweeting and doing other things. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's commitment. <laughs> yeah. 5 a.m. is pretty early. <laughs> yeah. To get there, you have to you get up early. But I, I'm an early morning person. I, oh, I've always good. loved writing early in the morning. I, I, I just I love it. It's just when I think that I'm, I'm the most connected to my characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, so now we're going to jump into uh, they're kind of like fast paced um, and we call them our quirky cues. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> So they're just fun questions, most of them anyway. Um, so I'll start. Uh, what is your favorite children's or YA book? Favorite recently, honestly, is a book called One Crazy Summer by Rita Williams Garcia. And this is something most people don't know. Growing up, I really didn't have a, a favorite book. I, I didn't read a lot to say, you know, I, I just did not read a lot of books. Uh, books that interest me which is why I really am writing the books that I write now oh okay wow I can understand that yeah, yeah I mean my find... mom some people don't understand my mom just wasn't she was working you know two jobs sometimes I was the oldest taking care of my siblings I didn't have that every day to the library thing every reading yeah. bedtime stories that wasn't my reality yeah. so that's why I think I'm drawn to to write the characters that I write I've met a, I've met a few writers who said that it was later in life that they started um, reading. I really got into reading, and that's kind of, you know, kicked it off, kicked off their genre later in life by what yeah. appealed, you know, kind of and spoke to them at that age. Said. I didn't yeah. read. People are shocked that I've I never read Charlotte's Web. Um, it just yeah. didn't appeal to me. The Spider, the Girl on the Cover, and um, it. So even though I was, I did like writing in high school. And yeah. I like reading in high school, so. But we're talking about a favorite mm-hmm. children's book, which I'm, I'm thinking when I was eight, nine. I don't recall one. So right. in high school, so now you have one. I it, right, high school, I, I did have some favorite books. Um, and recently, another one is uh, "Daddy Was a Number Runner." That was a great one, and I wrote the name down because I, I always forget forget it. And it's Marie Merriweather, and "Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry." But I, I ran across those in high school. Okay. There you go. Let's look those ones up. Um, do you have a favorite font when you're writing? You know what? I always use news. Is it Newstime Roman? 
That's all I use. Is that is that one? Because it's so basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like the, the <laughs> you know, it's one of the most yeah most like commonly in the newspapers use it yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and because I do have a background in 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 uh, writing for a newspaper, maybe that's why. But yeah. the fancy fonts, I I can't deal with those. I just <laughs> I, I just my brain just kind of turns off. So I like the basic font. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's why it's good for yeah, newspapers and stuff, because it's more basic. Yeah. Yes, that's it. <laughs> um, what is what is the first book to make you cry? My fa- the, the first book to actually make me cry was Go Tell It on the Mountain, James Baldwin. I've heard, yeah, I've heard of that one. I've never read it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. And also uh, Toni Morrison, uh, The Bluest Eye. I cried on both of those. I have read that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, what word do you love? Love. I love the word love. Yeah, that's a good one. I know. Does, that, I know everyone, does everyone say that? But no, I just, no, no. <laughs> Everybody's got a different answer. It's a great well, that's great because I love the word. I just love the word love. Um, I love yeah. the meaning. I love, I love the simplicity. I love there's only four letters. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love when I see it. I love the hearts associated with. It's in the title of my book. You know, story. I, I yeah. honestly love it. Mm-hmm. It's a warm <laughs> word. It is. Yeah. yeah. So, when do you think you kind of learned the power of language? Well, the how power, could impact people? I, I would honestly say, with um, when I read, when it really hit home, it had to be after reading James Baldwin's uh, "Go Tell It on the Mountain." This novel, I changed my major. My major was marketing um, before I read oh, that wow. novel. When, when I read that novel, I finished it. I was so moved. I was, I mean, all I, I wanted to, I wanted to invoke the feelings that Baldwin invoked in me and, and other people, if, if at all possible. So I changed my major to creative writing and, and I never looked back. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What word do you hate? Um, maybe it's something about maybe, oh, I maybe I might, you know, all of those iffy words to me, which are the opposite of love. I mean, and uh, Toni Morrison says in one of her novels, uh, thin love ain't no love at all. So I like definitive words and, and maybe just puts me on the fence, you know, maybe this, maybe that. So I try to take it out of my vocabulary, even though I'm human, I I use it sometimes, Mm -hmm. but if you really think about it, it's it's like what is it? Is is it this or is it that? Is it black or what is it? Is it black white? You know, and and I I like to, I don't I don't I don't like living in that gray space. Yeah, I understand that. If someone says, "Do you love me?" you you don't want to hear maybe, do you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked. You kind of talked. We touched on this a little bit earlier when you were talking about your emotions. Um, do you think someone for someone to be a writer, um, do you think somebody can be a writer if they don't feel strongly, if they don't have strong emotions? Oh, definitely. I, I think they they can be a writer. They can they can write all day, all day long, all night long. Do I think they will be a good writer? Will they write well? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone can write. That's the that's the yeah. that's the beauty of of this business is that the, right. the entry is just saying, hey, I'm a writer. Let's let's do it. 
but I cannot imagine if someone is not passionately connected to what they're doing um, and emotionally connected that that writer will that that writer could write something that reaches and, and evokes emotions in other people. Mm-hmm. So I and, and and you can't teach that. You just have to have that passion for what you're doing. So people can write all day long, but I would definitely urge people to find something that they're passionate about writing um, and something that they can emotionally get behind, whether it's a character, uh, a place, something that that draws you into your work that makes you want to get up at 4.30 to write at 5 to to, to write all day if you can or right after work in your car, wherever wherever you do to make it happen. That that takes commitment Mm -hmm. and that takes emotion. Right, definitely. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so if you were to write a book about yourself, what would you name it? <laughs> I'm stuck that one. What would I name it? <laughs> I would name it Leslie Loves Writing. Oh my, no, that's horrible. Okay. <laughs> what would I name it? It's true though, right? <laughs> I, that is true. Okay, I would call it. You guys, you guys, I have no answer for <laughs> It's a hard one. It is a hard one. If and, and okay, ask me the question once once again. <laughs> if you were to write a book about yourself, what would you name it? Leslie writes. I, I, I have nothing. You know what? I love titles. I love thinking of titles, but you know, it's Le- hard when it's about yourself. It, it is when it's about okay. myself. Yeah. I did it. Leslie loves writing. I don't like any of those titles, and I'm a title person, <laughs> and I can't come up with anything. Sorry, <laughs> it's an honest answer. It is. Yeah, yeah. You okay. know what? I, I call it "Love Like Sky." Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Okay, so um, so that's it for our questions. We were wondering if you had a little reading to share with us. Well, okay. You said it has to be, it's like two minutes, right? Oh, it doesn't have to be that long. Be you know, it can be shorter. It can be, yeah, it could be. Yeah, it, I can. Doesn't, I, if you go over it, we're not, <laughs> not going to get in like, trouble. Just, just, you, know, like, you know, turn my mic off or anything like that. <laughs> no. <don't know>. no. <laughs> okay, well, I'll read a short uh, excerpt from Love Like Sky. And, I'm, and, I've, and I've marked it, so I'm trying to you know, hopefully stay, make it um, readable. The only thing you need to know is that is Georgie is the older sister and um, her sister Peaches, that's her nickname, is the younger sister. And it, the, the dialogue starts off with uh, the younger sister talking, asking her sister a question. Okay. 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 Love like sky. Do you think daddy still loves us? You just asked me that a little while ago. No, I didn't. I asked if you still love daddy. That ain't the same. Well, the answer is the same. Of course daddy still loves us. How I know you're not lying. What mama tell you about that word? Sorry, you might be fibbing or telling a story. I don't have to fib about daddy. We talked to him a few days ago, right? It was eight. I counted backwards. I sighed. Okay, eight. That's not that long. Yeah, 
but he has a new wife. I know, we were flower girls just like at mama's wedding. That means he loves us too. She took a deep breath. What if, what if he runs out of love? You know, give it all away to her and don't have none left for us. That won't happen, Peaches. How do you know? Cause love, love don't run out like that. Like what? Like gasoline, love ain't like that. Well, how is it then? She asked, turning on her stomach to face me. I've been working on that question since she asked me the first time and I was still tuning up my answer. Well, Peaches nudged, it's like sky. If you keep driving and driving, gas will run out, right? Yeah, that's why we gotta go to the gas station. She flung her covers back and jumped in my bed. But have you ever seen the sky run out? No matter how far we go? No, when I look up, there it is. Well, that's the kind of love mama and daddy have for our speeches. Love like sky. It never ends, never. Thank you. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. It really is. Thank you. Yes, I love that so much. Okay, well, um, so for more information on upcoming events, you can follow us at RockRights on Twitter or check out our calendar at RockRights.com. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Oh, Leslie. can I mention my one thing? Sure, go for it. The launch. The launch is no. That's the most important. The launch is oh. November 6th. Um, Love Life Sky publishes on November 6th. So um, it it um, the actual launch is the Central Library from four to six, and the and also at Writers and Books that evening from seven to nine. Okay, we'll put that on the calendar. Um, definitely. So you said the the earlier one is at the Rochester Public Library. I'm on Central. I'm on South Avenue. Oh, okay. Downtown. Okay. Yes, we'll definitely put that on the calendar. So that's so exciting. Um, so, well, thank you for joining us, um, and good luck on the launch. Thank you. And <laughs> people can follow me at lesliecyoungblood.com and on Twitter at lescyoungblood. Is that how you do Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Leslie Youngblood. You know, at the Twitter. But um, so thank you, and hope people pre-order the book. Yeah, definitely. And do you have um do you have a Facebook page at all, a public Facebook page? Oh yes, I have a Facebook page and that's Leslie C. Youngblood at Facebook and also as I said the Twitter at L E S C Youngblood and definitely I have a, a website, LeslieCYoungblood.com. And you okay. definitely can pre order the book um there. As most authors will say, pre orders are very important to um, show demand to our publisher. So thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Um, and we'll definitely have all the information on the website as well. All right. Well, thank you. And that's another episode of Rock Rights. Thank you. I appreciate it. If you like what we do, we ask that you leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. If you are interested in an interview or learning more, please locate us at rockrights.com and our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Rock. Until next time, thanks for listening and happy reading. <laughs>